turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. Hittnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group, all one word, Hittnergroup.com, 612-627-8000. We're talking with Randy Buffy, the architect, the world-famous architect, and we want to get world back famous. to him as soon as <laughs> uh, we can, but I want to give Kelvin just a minute just to give us a quick update on rates and uh, where the market is. Yeah, I'll just uh, touch on a couple things here real quickly. So this last week, as everybody saw, the markets were crazy, up, yeah, down, up down, the stock, up, down. stock market, and and with with that uncertainty, you know, I, I look at it and I go, I love it, right? Because uncertainty creates fear, fear makes the bond, you know, bond market change makes rates come down a little bit. So I'm okay with some movement. I just, when I retire, I need that sucker to be really, really right. high and right. get out. Right, right. <laughs> right now I'm okay. Uh, so rates this last I don't week. I Calvin. You're getting up there. I don't feel like, I, do you feel, you feel like I am? No, I don't feel okay, like I don't feel like I am at all. Uh, 50 is the new uh, 30. That's right. That's right. And yep, and 70 is the new 50. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> and uh, 20 is the new. Uh, 40. 40. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, rates this last week, really volatile, going up and down, but at the end of the day, pretty steady, yeah. right? So we get these ups, downs, ups, downs, but at the end of the day, you're still looking, money's cheap, right? Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper than I thought it was going to be. So I have, I love having conversations with people about where the market is, where it's going, or what do you think, what do you think? We don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't. You have no idea. I mean, the the good of Trump is also the bad of Trump, right? It, it uh, He's getting things done. He's getting things changed. And there's a little pain sometimes in the process of I love that him. change. I think he's the greatest. You know, but the pain in that process sometimes, you know, you don't know where that comes out. I believe we'll get a lot better trade deal with China oh, because of no what we're doing. About no, it. You know, no yeah. question. And I love the fact that he's saying, hey, farmers, I get, like, I hear you. Yeah. And we'll do something here to help. Subs, you know, just let's maintain this, but I got to get a better deal for the country. The things I that like he's that. doing will have, I and mean, we could be done with this, mm-hmm. but the things that he's doing will have an impact on our economy for the next 50 years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so rates are still good. So think of low fours, 30 year fixed, high threes, um, 15 year fixed. And the market's been, I, I was reading a deal this morning on uh, just the markets, and we literally been from 4% to about 5% on 30 year fixed just this year, you mm-hmm. know, so, so there's some good volatility in there. It makes it interesting. We're seeing a lot of refinances um, coming around right now, even with people we did a year ago, two years ago. Um, so it's, it's a great time. We, you know, and we're busy with pre-approvals, busy trying to help people win on deals, doing the part that we can do, which is, uh, you know, um, you know, our closing guarantee, some of our second look rewards program, some of those things. So, um, I want to get back to Randy as well. So know that rates are really good. Know that we love to have conversations. Um, and just make sure we're making smart decisions. At the end of the day, it's all about smart 651-231-2500. 651-231-2500. You get to talk with Kelvin directly. Okay, Randy, when we went out to break, we were talking about sustainability. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd it, love to hear more about the what you're, you know, you were saying the stuff shows up dripping with formaldehyde. Yeah. And it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that 
that's that's about. It kills you. Well, formaldehyde no, is a toxic. I'm not asking you to explain what formaldehyde is. <clears throat> I'm asking you to tie it into what people think might be green, right? And expand on that a little bit. Really well, like not. I like I said earlier, it really needs to be green from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot that's involved in that. Are you transporting it from the other side of the world? Is it transported exactly. locally? Right. There's a lot of things that tie into that, but. You know, it's like anything in the marketing world. You know, they'll highlight the thing that will help them to make it sell. So, bamboo's grass. You can. <laughs> this is an unending product that right. will never ever run out. Therefore, it's sustainable. Right. But there's more to it than that. And right. You just have to. You know, anytime that a homeowner, an architect, or interior designer, whoever your team builder. Uh, they really have to research and understand. It's harvested in China. It's manufactured in slave labor camps and prison camps. Then it's shipped across the country. Hardly green. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> we're picking on that one example. I know, but, but that's yeah. an example. And you can go down the line, and there'll be other examples that are similar. Look at some of the more exotic granites, you know, that are coming from uh, all over the world. You know, being mined out of out of a mountain somewhere and wherever it is, then it's got to be cut, slabbed, shipped. You know, all that stuff. And, right. you know, once you get it here, yeah, it's nice. But all the energy and resources that were used to deliver that product to the marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, makes it from a carbon footprint standpoint, makes it a very uh, not sustainable. Well, and the, sta- the, the only component of that is uh, longevity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can't destroy the stuff. And, and that's you know. what I wanted to ask you about is the difference between you made a comment in the last segment about a house that lasts 50 years versus one that lasts 100 years. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, around the world, we've got examples of homes that have been around for a 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. So what are the materials in today's world that we can that we have available to us today that would allow me to build a 250-year house? Well... That's a really good question because we usually – it's unusual to build at that level. If you mm-hmm. really wanted to build a house really well, insulated concrete forms, um, you know, if you're actually building like the ancients mm-hmm. – and I just got back last week from – I was I, a three-week vacation in Greece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Phenomenal trip. Right. But um, there's there's buildings there that have been there for three, 4,000 years, right. you know, and stuff even a lot longer than that. So, you know, if you're building in wood, it eventually is going to want to deteriorate. They mm-hmm. do make stranded lumber, timber strand lumber and things, which are structurally a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a Great little more expensive to build that way. Um, there's another cool product that's been out on the market maybe about three or four years. And it's a stud wall, but the studs, you know, whether it's a 2 by 6 or a 2 by 8 same space, it's built with webbing in it almost like a truss. Okay. And the thing that's really cool about that is your thermal con- conductivity drops way down. 20% of your wall is solid wood. Right. So no matter whether you spray foam or use bats, which is a, a less efficient mm-hmm. system than spray foam, um, 20% of your wall is just leaking like a sieve. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, having a, a, a truss wall like that is actually phenomenal. And uh, spray foaming and... That's about as tight as you can build a house right now, uh, so it really helps from an energy management standpoint. But, you know, to really build for a long term, you really kind of need to be in the masonry concrete world. Mm-hmm. What kind of projects are you working on right now? What are you seeing out there? Uh, you know, 
I haven't had as many new homes come down the pike. I really love doing new homes. Mm-hmm. There's something phenomenal about starting with a clean slate. But right. since 2008, you know, so many people really just kind of nested in. And so the lion's share of my design work has all been refurbishments, additions, you know, remodelings. Uh, I think the last time I was here I mentioned um, we're in construction right now on a house uh, right next to the uh, the Rose Garden. So they look across the Rose Garden and they can see the band shell and mm-hmm. Lake north mm-hmm. end of Lake Harriet. Phenomenal site. Um, that one's really cool, very on the traditional end of the world. And uh, so that one, and they're kind of contemporary people. They were actually looking at a contemporary house okay. right by Lake Calhoun and ended up in this one instead. And so they're kind of contemporary people, but in a traditional home. And do you do so, much suburban work? Yeah, actually a lot out around Lake Minnetonka on the western suburbs, more so than the eastern suburbs. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting uh, dichotomy in the psychology of whether you're on the east side of Mississippi or the west side. I bet there is. And there's an equal amount of wealth on both sides. It's just that the east side is a little more parochial, and they hold their cards closer to their chest, mm-hmm. whereas the people on the west side flaunt their money more. Right. And so Lake Minnetonka and all of those areas, uh, people are a little more spend happy mm-hmm. and so a lot of my work tends to migrate that way because that's where they're spending where they the money spend the so money. that yeah. you just follow it's the marketplace funny, that you know? has not changed in 50 years no you know no. when i i was a, a practicing a certified public accountant for a large firm and we had offices in st paul and minneapolis and mm-hmm. we used to joke that the minneapolis or st paul was a brick and mortar and St. Paul was, or, or, or sorry, St. Paul was brick and mortar. Minneapolis was glitz and glass. <laughs> and that's oh, that's a great way. And to that's put it. how yeah. the offices were. Yeah, because the the St. Paul office was utilitarian. Yeah, You're very stone stone building. You know that thing was going to be there a thousand years from now. And we're in the Idea Center in Minneapolis. Just look at the <laughs> just look at the right. downtown structures between the two. They're completely different sure. worlds. Yeah. Some of that ties back historically too. Um, you know, you want to spend too much money. Oh, and we're going far afield yeah. here, but capital cities tend to be a little bit more restrained yeah. because they don't want to come across that they're spending all this government money. To but they do absolutely well because those do it buildings in a different are way. not cheap. <laughs> no, those, no, the government buildings are not cheap. But you know, it gives the appearance if you had all of the IMP buildings, you know, Caesar Pelli's buildings and stuff that were that are in downtown St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It would look like you know if the if the roles are reversed. And the stodgy buildings were in Minneapolis and all the glitz was in St. Paul. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There's something going on here. Right, how come right. Capital has all the money? Mm-hmm. So you can sort of see how that psychology has played in mm-hmm. over the long haul. Do you haul. find that that, uh, that that same kind of change is different if someone is around the, one of the lakes in in uh, southwest Minneapolis versus, you know, uh, Egan? Oh, yeah. Very much so. The styles and the amenities that are demanded. Well, and a lot of it ties to the environment. Somebody Mm -hmm. who lives in a suburb has a different sensibility about space, privacy, um, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so what you're building and how it looks and so forth feels more suburban. You know, and people have a tendency to want to. Oh, crap. Want to what? Oh, we're out of time. Sorry. (laughs) Finish your thought. Leave your thought. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. No, you just build, you design, and you build a little differently in the inner city. Okay, we're out of time. This is our real estate chalk talk. We're out of time. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to your real estate chalk talk with the Hitner Group, the leaders of the number one Coldwell Banker Burnett real estate team in Minnesota. If you want to get more when you sell, and pay less when you buy. Call 612-627-8000 or go online to hitnergroup.com.